0: We always have a blast chatting with our guests about all sorts of different topics, but sometimes we go off the rails and dig deeper into their automotive and motorsports pasts. As a bonus, let's go behind the scenes with this pit stop mini for some extra content that didn't quite fit in the main episode. Sit back, enjoy, and remember to like, subscribe, and support BreakFix on Patreon.
1: know if we can do this can we marry
2: yeah I think we got I think we got this
1: Look, I, I, I would like to um, share what my expectation is for this conversation sure. and uh, I' I'd really like to especially after this last year okay I'd really like to just pretend that we're sitting in the cat. And we are shooting the shit, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I want. (laughs) That's what I would really like from this conversation. Sure. Um, sure. So that's what you're going to, you know, that's what you're going to hear from me. And I do want you to dig in and ask us any questions that you have. But let me tell you something about Marianne. Marianne, (laughs) It's fine, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um, are you guys the Star Trek fans?
0: Absolutely. Of course. Okay.
1: So Marianne is our number one on the starship. Okay? Um, and I will tell you because of the you know the, the COVID thing and this whole thing, she and I have not been on the track together. Okay. I will tell you this woman can drive. <laughs>
2: She's got she a very, got. very fast car.
0: Is it the same fast car that I remember? It's a,
1: it's a, it's a different fast car, but it's still, it, it, she's got some cap in her set, right? I just want to let you know that I'm getting Marianne on the track this summer as soon as possible and through the yes. rest of the season. But I can tell you, she's a great 15 hour transit partner. Nice. i do
2: a lot of, i do a lot of road tripping so i'm that kind of driver but as a just a heads up i'm not really involved in the race world so uh those questions How are gonna be for say mary
1: How <laughs> <we say> yes?
0: <laughs> i'm guessing you're the one that's out on the west coast then
1: uh we're oh both God. out west we're really both out west, but we
2: we both yeah. were out east. Uh, I actually just recently moved west from Buffalo, New York, so I was out there for about 15 years. I drive personally fast. I just don't, you know, I don't watch people drive like professional racing, but I'm getting there. I'm getting into it. Mary's getting me. Uh, Mary's getting me into it pretty in easy.
1: It. <laughs> in. Okay, so um, I just wanted to do that that setup for
0: uh, your context for questions.
1: You, you Eric. What's up? You, ask
0: me the question. What's the question?
1: Yeah.
0: Which one is it? Did I miss one?
1: You missed
0: one. Uh,
1: sexiest
2: car ever. Oh, he's no, going no. Back to
0: those. So Mary, you kind of avoided the question earlier. I figure we'll follow up here on our pit stop. And let's talk about some of your other cars and history and things like that. But we need to answer that question that's been lingering out there, which is, you know, which I threw up as sexiest car of all time. Is it a Mercedes or is it something else?
1: Well, because we're human beings, we all have a different uh, definition of sexiest. Exactly. Right.
0: I mean, some people find Fred Flintstone attractive. I mean, whatever, it's all good.
1: (laughs) I guess so, when, you know, George (laughs) Jetson.
0: I mean, I guess that's more appropriate in this context.
1: (laughs) So here's my answer to that question. And I plan to make this happen. You know, when I decided that we were gonna go race on the moon, I didn't know I was gonna make it happen. And um, we're gonna make it happen. So I'm gonna make this happen. I'm going to drive a Bugatti on ring. Ooh. Oh.
0: Which Bugatti? Are we talking about like a 1935 type D yeah, or whatever I'm... it is? <laughs>
1: Baby, 2, we it, baby. That's
0: a Bugatti. <laughs> the electric Bugatti, that's right.
1: Uh, I will leave that to the imagination. Uh,
0: quad, quad turbo Chiron because you have to do 250 miles an hour. I know, I know how it is.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: She'll use the special speed key, no doubt.
1: Unlock
0: all the power. <laughs> that's beautiful. They are gorgeous cars. I, I will give you credit. You have very good taste. I, you know, you're the first person to come on the show and put a vote in for Bugatti. Another thing about Bugattis, people don't realize is they're French. Uh, most people think that they're Italian, and they're not. I know. So, so good on that. So let's let's turn that on its nose a bit. In your opinion, the ugliest car?
1: That's hard. There's so many to choose from, right? <laughs> That's really, really hard. And you know why? Because I think, you know, the work that goes into crafting and making a car. You know, there's there's this incredible video now called uh, The Bugatti in the Lake. Uh, and I encourage everybody to go and take a look at it. It's, it's a wonderful story. And I don't mean to call out Bugatti again, but, uh, you know, any car that has been designed and manufactured <laughs> with... Whether it's a pinto or <laughs> whatever it is, uh, I, I think if you bring out some bondo and you bring out some and you bring out some uh, rustoleum, oh you know, man, can, high quality parts. Yeah, exactly. You can spit that thing up. Uh, I I don't know about an ugly car. You know, the listeners out there, the Bugatti in the lake is not the Veyron that was purposely crashed into a lake for insurance fraud no 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 no, no. no it's like know. a 1920s vintage bugatti found in a lake nice oh yeah it's an amazing story got no
0: ugly car for you okay
2: you're talking only racing cars or no it could be
0: anything go ahead no throw it in there what you got a pt oh, cruiser
2: ugliest car ever nice PT cruiser. nice that is definitely <laughs> better, better a kia soul pretty ugly
0: too. Those are pretty weird. So what, okay, Marianne, what do you think is a super attractive car? You look at it and you go, that's a really pretty, a really sexy car.
2: Well, I'm not into racing. So wouldn't be a race car. I would probably say like an old land cruiser. Like a nice old Land Cruiser, only because I like off roading. So I've been looking at those vehicles most recently. <laughs>
0: so. Nice. Hey, and check out our couple of off roading episodes we did too. You can learn a lot from those. That's why uh, I feel the G Wagon if that's what Mary yeah, had. 100%. Yeah,
1: exactly. I would definitely push it to its limit,
2: you know.
0: That's so, suburban life here. You, both of you being from the East Coast and specifically Mary being from Philadelphia originally. I'm assuming you frequented the Simeone Foundation before and checked out the museum there that Dr. Simeone has. We went a couple of years ago to go check it out. As several of our members have been there as well. What do you think? What do you think of the collection? What was your favorite car when you visited? Did you visit? Oh yeah, did you visit? I have to preface that, sorry.
1: <laughs> it is truly, a, it, it's a great experience. Have you guys been?
0: Yes, I have. I also- have.
1: You know, Eric, that the collection is one of of love and passion. And you go there and you just get immersed in the decisions that people have made to pull that together. Uh, I will also say that here in uh, the Reno area, there is a collection that I've had the privilege to, they're all Porsches. Oh. Probably more than 50 Porsches, you know, all in, let's call it, we're not going to call it a human, uh, we're not going to call it a, a man cave, okay?
0: <laughs> it's a humidor for nine eleven, so they don't rust. It's
1: a humidor, okay? The joy and passion that people put behind those kinds of collections yeah, uh, is, is really a gift to experience. So I have been to the NAM, or the Nam. <laughs> <laughs> the national automobile automobile museum out in reno the yep. the, the, littlest, the biggest littlest car museum in the world, country or something <laughs> passing through reno you know, and i was looking up things to do and i stopped in and it was a very nice visit it's a good collection there as well
0: yeah and she wrote an article on it and it's on our website as a matter of fact and that's the part of the Harris collection if i remember correctly correct so. it is and,
1: and thank you for bringing that up tanya because It really is um, a a nice museum. The one I was talking about is a private collection. Yeah. Um, But, um, you know, the fact that we have people and actually our our neighbors here in the same neighborhood (laughs) are uh, the the shepherds of that museum. And so very grateful for their, their work to keep that. Um, opportunity alive for
0: people to come here. I was bringing up Simeone because I know he's got a couple Bugattis in there, and he does have one of the ugliest Bugattis ever made. Well, I guess that's ain't in the no
1: such thing.
0: The 57 G Tank is pretty so ugly. Awesome. <sighs> But that car has a really cool story behind it. And if you don't know, you can check out uh, Autobiography, which is on Motor Trend, I believe. They did a whole backstory on that car and how it was like buried underground during World War II to try to preserve it and like all this crazy stuff. It is not the most attractive car. It was designed specifically for aerodynamics like most everything in Simeone's collection, it has racing pedigree. He does, apparently he does not buy losers is what he says. So <laughs> very, very interesting, but I, I don't regard it as the most attractive Bugatti, that's for sure. But it is in that collection and you can see it. And I heard that they are opening back up finally this summer. Uh, now that we're kind of in, let's call it this post COVID world. Uh, so that's good news as well. So I'm looking forward to returning to Simeone here in the, in the near future. But I do have a couple other questions for you. If you could take a car to the moon and race it, Mary, what would it be? Not a lunar racer like you guys are building, but something that you could take right now and go up there and race on the moon, what would it be?
1: If this was
0: possible. Yeah, I mean, suspension of disbelief, total sci-fi. And
1: yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough question. And uh, my answer might surprise you. Okay. It's not a Mercedes and it's not a Bugatti.
0: Dang.
2: Is it a P.T. cruiser?
1: (laughs) (laughs) you You funny. We're not too worried about one, Rex. Um, uh, 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 Knowing knowing what we know now about what it's going to take to race on the moon, it's going to be a sprint, right? And then there's going to need to be a recharge. So... I'm not gonna tell you where this happened to me, but I got smoked by a BMW 8i. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You weren't ready, that's all. Uh, That's exactly (laughs) right. right. Uh, And and I can tell you, it didn't last long.
0: (laughs) Uh, I don't know, does the i8 do a buck 70? I mean- Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs)
1: So, so um, I probably go for a really, really nice electric pop. Okay. That's probably okay. what I do. I like it. Retrofitted with some solar panels. So when the moon rotates around, yeah. it recharges. Oh, yeah, but it's, it's so. dead
0: the rest of the time because you got nothing. Okay. okay. Whatever. <laughs> So I gotta ask this question because we couldn't ask it in the main episode, which was, we all know Elon already put a car, a sports car in space. It's space junk, let's face it, it's a Tesla, right? But if you could take a car and turn it into space junk, what would that be?
1: Well, we already have Marianne's answer.
0: (laughs) The answer is always PT Cruiser.
1: (laughs) To everything.
2: You can change Um, your um,
0: answer if you want.
2: (laughs) No, no, I'm sticking with that piece of junk.
0: (laughs) Terrestrial Um, trash.
1: I'm just just gonna be straight up and say I can't do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only Elon can do that. It's okay. Elon, if you're listening, it's okay. We get it.
1: I can't do space jump. I mean, one of the the things that is a you know a principle for us and is gonna sound corny and all all of that stuff, but we have a real responsibility to take care of the heritage that we're, we're shepherding. And so I, I don't want, any. It, it, what we're creating is going to go up there and it's going to do what we want to do for kids here on earth. Uh, and then it's going to have a scientific purpose. And so, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't do space, junk. I said it's sort of analogous to, you know, outdoors hiking and camping, leave no trace. So that's exactly you know, right. only leave your footprints behind as much as possible. That's it. That's exactly right. You know, so I'm sorry, Eric, I don't have any
0: ugly cars. Or oh, that's okay. But I do have, I do have a final question. It's for all three of our ladies on the panel tonight. <laughs> so in, in, because Tanya doesn't get to do these pit stops very often, this is right in line with what we were talking about. You said 1.2 million per kilo. So I'm going to change it. And if you had 1.2 million per ton to spend on three cars to put in your fantasy garage, what would they be? So I'll start with Marianne. And I know the answer isn't PT Cruiser.
2: Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to take a second to think about this. Especially, or uh, Clarify the question. Am I Basically,
0: space? you have millions
1: of dollars for your on earth garage. On
2: earth. Okay. Yes. In my on earth garage.
0: We call this yeah, the million I'm, dollar, the million dollar man question usually, but I've, I've re yeah. I've reworked it.
2: Million dollar woman question. I get you. I don't know. Give me a second. Pick somebody else first. Why'd you make me, I'm not a race person. Let me think about it for a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or I'll do one, each of you and we'll fill a garage. How about that? Mm -hmm. We could do whatever we could do any variation or Mary, do you want to go ahead with this one? You got some up there. If money was no object. Trying
1: to think of my third. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. It would totally be the Bugatti. Totally. It would totally be the Bugatti.
0: That's one. You got room for two more. What would it be?
1: Oh no, honey, you can't get a Bugatti for three million dollars.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got two out of three. Okay. Mercedes AMG Goldwing.
0: The SLR, yeah.
1: And then number two would be the Ferrari 308 from Magnum PI. Respect. I'm gonna have money left over. Uh, of course.
0: <laughs> that car's like. 50 grand. I mean, it's like whatever.
1: Okay, I need the rest of the millions to do monthly engine maintenance. I don't know what my third is right now. I'm still thinking
0: Fiat Panda.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. They're done. I'm going to have many millions left over. That car, five grand. <laughs> well,
0: there you have it.
2: I can't, I have nothing to add for you. I mean, most expen—I don't even know how cars expensive cars are anymore because I just don't look them up. It's too depressing.
0: Yeah, that's that you know, and that's a sad reality, and and it's unfortunate. We talk about that a lot on the drive-through, which Tanya is you know heavily involved in, and and the way that. You know, economies of scale have changed with respect to cars. I mean, a Honda Civic today, and you're looking at spending, you know, thirty five thousand dollars. Like, when did that happen? You know,
2: and that was honestly that was my favorite car. That was my first car, and it was the best thing I ever did. It was like two grand, and I drove it for like eight years.
0: Can't go wrong. (laughs) That car owed you nothing at that point. (laughs) Deal. Well, ladies, it's been a lot of fun. Again, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show, and I look forward to reconvening with y'all. Yeah, it was it. Mary Ann first and then Mary closes. How about that? I'm going to go ahead.
2: It was a pleasure being on the show. I, r- I really appreciate you guys having us on. And it was
0: wonderful to talk to you.
1: So thanks so much. Great to hang out with you guys. <laughs> Definitely. We need to do it again at a real paddock. Watkins Glen. Yeah.
0: All right, ladies. See I'll, I'll see you soon.
2: Thanks so much. Yep. Bye-bye.
0: Bye now. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Break Fix, and we wanted to remind you that GTM remains a no annual fees organization, and our goal is to continue to bring you quality episodes like this one at no charge. As a loyal listener, please consider subscribing to our Patreon for bonus and behind-the-scenes content, extra goodies, and GTM swag.